It's time for Trackside Tonight with Randy Dye, Joe Linebarrier, and Billy Osberg. Trackside Tonight is brought to you by Daytona Dodge and Chrysler, DeLand Motorsports, Mopar Speed Shop, Volusia Speedway Park, and by Valvoline. To get in on the action, call 239-0033, star 1150, or toll-free at 1-800-927-0033. Now, here's Randy, Joe, and Billy. Good evening, everybody. I'm Randy Dye. I'm Turkey Joe. I'm Billy the Kid. And welcome to Trackside tonight. We're glad to be with you. And uh, want to, right from the beginning, wish everybody a, a very happy Thanksgiving holiday. Hope you all enjoy it get to spend time with your family. I'm going to Tennessee. Good deal. Yeah, let's uh, look forward to that. Doesn't get any better than that during the uh, the winter months, no doubt, man. That well, is a nice car. Bill I did check it. the uh, I did check the weather, and it's going to be winter there when we're there. So, uh, um, uh, I guess um, I want to. I don't know if I'm looking forward to the weather, but I'm looking forward to the getting with together with I all mean, the family. I mean, that's a down home country Christmas, you know. It really is. I mean, except it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> country holiday. I'm sorry. Snow on the ground. We are going to go to Bristol and uh, see all the. You know, they they decorate the Bristol Motor Speedway for. Uh, yeah. Light it for the holidays, and then let you drive around it. It's really yeah. cool, man. A parade every I'm night. I'm excited about Bristol. Looking forward. I'm going to too, by the way. I know you told me. Yep. So we'll talk about that. Got season tickets for Bristol. Did I tell you that. Season tickets for yeah. Bristol. How'd you do that? A buddy of mine no longer won them. Oh Turned yeah. Them Turned them over to you. Uh, you. You ever been? No. Oh, you'll like it. It's Can't the. Wait. It's the epitome of uh, short track racing, man. It's what every every short track uh, aspires to be like. Can't wait. Well, tonight we've got. Um, uh, you know we've got lots going on. We've got uh, we're going to kind of recap the Governor's Cup uh, for everybody. Uh, it's if you didn't get there, it's too bad. It was a really good show, a lot of crowd, first class event. Um, and then we're going to uh, talk a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk also with uh, uh, Justin Drowdy, who won up there in uh, in South Georgia Motorsports Park. I think they call it the CRA. Yeah, it was a Southern Slam 250, first time ever. And uh, the controversy, obviously, was being scheduled a day after the Governor's Cup. And obviously, their whole weekend up there at South Georgia Motorsports Park, I mean, you had to uh, qualify on Saturday, practice on Friday. So, you know, it was uh, clearly a three-day event. They did that yesterday afternoon. But uh, that's where the controversy was. And I I look forward to talking to Wayne about how he feels and did it take something away from each different racetrack. Certainly, I personally don't think the fans... You know, I, I think the fans, you're looking at, you know, a 200-mile trip with with all respect. I don't think you're taking anything away from anybody. I think uh, Wayne had it planned out right, but a little backfired on him on Friday night up there. He was taking, he took a car to Georgia. Um, Wayne Jefferson was going to qualify the car for him, and then uh, they were going to leave the car there, and Wayne was going to go back Sunday, get in the car and start the tail. But I think Friday night they had motor issues, and that uh, pretty much put a halt to that. But if they're going to continue to do this, Summer Slam 250, the same weekend as the Governor's Cup. Maybe Sunday they ought to have a last chance race. You see what I'm saying? Maybe only lock in 20. Yeah, why not? If they're going to start, if they can start 30. I mean, I've never been to the little place. I don't know how you know how many they could start there at South Georgia. But why not have a race on Sunday and have a last chance race and take six or eight, nine cars out that might want to go? If only four guys show up, why not let them tag the back? Well, I think that, uh, you know, once again, even though, and I agree with you, there was a, there's a big distance between um, – you know, I, I guess it's just a little bit north of Adele, Georgia, Adele, yes, indeed. Uh, and New Smyrna Speedway. But the problem is, is that it's it's still close enough that you get guys that have to think about where they're going to go. And and ultimately, there were some people who had to make a decision about where to race. And and one of them will be Wayne Anderson. It'll be interesting to ask him uh, tonight when he gives us a call. You know why? Why come back to to New Smyrna? Because ultimately. The the uh, the winner's purse in uh, in Georgia was double yeah. that of what uh, of what but, Wayne won here. But Randy, you're talking about two different race cars. Wayne had a car for that deal up there, and he had one for New Smyrna. So I don't think you have that many racers here, you know, in Central Florida or the state of Florida that are prepared to have a CRA car versus a Sunbelt car. Uh, they're not that different. What are the no, differences? They're, 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 what I understand, different enough that you can't just bring the same car. You couldn't have loaded up from New Smyrna and drove yeah. there. It's pretty close to the same car. You you would have had. You, well, I'll tell you what. Speed Fest. Yeah, well, I'd like to when talk. They had to the North we'll, versus the South. They ran against well, each other. Well, I agree. We'll ask Wayne yeah, we'll what ask the big differences are because uh, I understand they're pretty monumental. But you just, I mean, you just sit back and we've seen this happen so many times that if they would have, even if they had it 
a chance, a last chance race on Sunday, and nobody showed up. So you scratch the last chance race. What's it matter? We've seen it, guys, haul from Charlotte to Phoenix City, Alabama, on Saturday, the week of the World Finals, and haul to Phoenix City for thirty thousand on Sunday. Yeah, man. We've yeah, seen man. it happen where they drive all night to race. Look, you've got to give you've got to give your first nod to New Smyrna. We're talking forty three years the Governor's Cup, uh, South Georgia Motorsports Park. They have done an amazing job with that racetrack, hosting not only the CRA Super Series, but of course Hooters Pro Cup and and just everything out there. They do a great job, ASA and 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 on and on and on. But you don't schedule against the Governor's Cup. We raced at New or at Volusia on Saturday night, and I don't know why. We had a wonderful race. I had a great time. We had uh, almost 100 race cars in five divisions. But, again, you know, it's something that, that we were denied as well. People. Yeah, we sure did. Way more. Well, <laughs> and that's sad. But you don't schedule against a 43-year tradition. Right. I mean, that's, uh, I think, out of, if nothing else, um, it's not like this is a, uh, a end of the year. Let's see if we can put together a big, fancy race. Uh that's right. You know, to it's try right. to to try to compete or to fill the grandstands or make the balance sheet or whatever the case you might put together a big race at the end of the year. This race has had this position or or nearly this position within a couple weeks, one way or the other, forever, uh, in terms of in terms of time. And uh, I, I I think arguably, uh, and I think we had this discussion a week or two ago. It would have to be the probably the second biggest super late model race in the state of Florida. That's 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 clearly clearly the case. You're right. Next to of course the Snowball Derby. Right. And and uh, you know I don't understand why these uh, some of these racetrack promoters cannot un- comprehend the the need uh, to get along and the need to communicate with one another and to schedule. So that the group of guys that are out there can all make decisions about where they want to go, uh, without having to decide between uh, the two racetracks. You know, decide if you want to go all the way up into Adel, Georgia, because you just want to go to Georgia, not because you have a choice to go race in in, in New Summer, at New Smyrna, Florida. You know, I, I guess maybe one of the things I can say to you in my own business, I, I can't tell you how how many times I've been asked, well, what's it like? Being out there with all the other dealerships right in a row, isn't that pretty tough and brutal competition? Well, I suppose you could say that it's difficult competition. It is. But the synergy of all of it, and if you coordinate the effort, meaning that meaning that if you promote an event, uh, let's say uh, we've had a red tag event, or let's say we're going to have a, uh, this weekend we'll have a big Thanksgiving sale. Well, certainly I want to sell all the cars. But the fact that all the guys are out there together and everybody's out there promoting the event, uh, and the customer ultimately is the one who makes the decision. You know, they're the one that's going to decide uh, who, who to do business with. But being out there as a group and coordinating that, that event, that effort, if you can imagine all those guys out there and, and me deciding to have a sale on the first week and somebody have one on the third week and then the fourth then you can expect to have competition. Yeah, well, it'll be brutal. It'll get, it'll However, get ugly. However, I think what you guys rely on and, and disagree if you if you need to, but I think you rely mainly at the Daytona Auto Mall. You're relying on brand loyalty. You know, that's well, it's got to be a lot of it, Randy. A guy's going to go buy a Dodge. He's going to buy a Dodge. He's going to pass over Nissan, Kia, and everybody else. Out well, there. typically a, a Dodge guy's a Dodge guy, and so yeah. on. But but I will say that there is a lot a lot of crossover that you'd be surprised at. But the fact is is that I, I think. That these racetracks, the South Georgia Motorsports Park, you guys experienced it at Volusia Speedway Park this weekend. You can say what you want. You know, a dirt race car fan is different than an asphalt race car fan. Well, you're looking at three guys right here. We're race car fans. That's right. I mean, it's a if it's a dirt track, if it's an asphalt track, if it's a you know if it's a rubber track. Yep. I mean, you know, we're we're race fans through and through. So us, as an example, having to make a decision about. Well, you guys, I'm sure you guys would like to have attended the Governor's Cup. Never miss it. Okay, but you had to work. Yeah. And and that's one of those things I, you know, I mean, I have a, a lot of compassion and empathy for racetrack owners and promoters, but golly, a little common sense would go a long way here, wouldn't it? 
You, I put you on a spot, so I probably should. Yeah, you know where we're at. Okay. Nonetheless, in December now, a three-night deal. This has never been done, and and right, we're looking forward to the 11th, 12th, and 13th. You know, in conjunction with the holiday, yeah, uh, the the PRI show. But again, you're competing against <laughs> the 10,000 to win Crate Nationals at East Bay. Yeah, you're exactly right about that, and, and that's been around for many, many years. However, I can see World Racing Group's point here. I mean, they 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 want to provide the people in town. They want to provide the drivers, the local guys, the fans. They want to provide them a holiday show. And I, and I just hope it works out. I'm looking forward to it. Now, of course, Speed World's not racing, the, the Midget Classic, the Sprint Midget Classic. Okay. So this will help. But, uh, again, I mean, it's it's kind of blazing new ground out there. Well, you know, I, I don't blame the uh, the Volusia Speedway Park for trying to put something together. But the problem is, you know, here we go. You've got East Bay that's uh, pretty well established in this deal. And now you're going to take that field. And you're going to split it, or potentially split it. Well, your core group is coming out of Orlando, and right. it's an even shot. You're dead in the middle of Barberville and East Bay. You know, you might be a little closer to Barberville, you know, being in Orlando. East Bay, you're looking at 80 miles. Barberville, it's probably a solid 60 from Orlando. On the spot here, if you were in town to see a race, where would you go? Personally, you, that's that, that's not a fair question. <laughs> I, I'd go watch the late models, you know, on the dirt. I'm the same. Okay. You go there to see the names like Jimmy Owens, indeed, Cordy. Yeah, it's, it's in, in the the. Not to that that was a question. I just give. No, no, yeah, you, you know my answer before you ask it. <laughs> well, and, and again, there again, some of this deal is a uh, there's there's a little bit of trouble with it because why are you going to go in and try to to uh, to compete with East Bay, water down the product potentially, and and if you do. Let's just say you're successful at watering down the East Bay product. In other words, pull in from there. If you do that, I still don't think you're going to ha- you're going to be successful enough to warrant the having the event. But the argument there, Randy, if I can interrupt, is I mean we're talking crate late models, and then we're talking you know 362s. So we are talking two different deals, and we don't have any guys at Volusia locally that are running crate cars to speak of. You know, there are a few sprinkled in with, well, with, you know, around the area, but it's two different deals. Okay, you got you got two different. But it's a different show. It's a bigger show at East Bay. Well, and you're you're if I understand it, this correctly, the East Bay show is running different cars than what Volusia Speedway Park's going to run. That's right. Okay, so at least in that event, that venue, you've got a shot, but you're going to have to rely. The problem you've got in Volusia County, you're going to have to rely on. The Volusia County race fan just wanting to see a race because a lot of them, they're not going to know a lot of these names, right? A lot of the names. A lot of the guys that are, that are going to come to this event. This event, I, I think you're going to see more local than you guys believe in December. You know, you mean at really? Barberville, absolutely. You, you really believe you're going to get a lot of folks from the, from the, lo- the local racer. What else racer. are you going to get? You're not going to get World of Outlaws or UMP Supers, and the reason for that is not only it's because we're not running the Super, is because these guys are already, their holidays are ready to go. They're here in town for PRI. They're flying. They don't have a race car with them. That's right. Now, maybe they're working something, you know, behind the doors that, uh, hey, you know, uh, bring your race car, uh, Josh Richards, you know, and come race with us, but I doubt it. Well, I don't know if, if, if you're relying on the local race fan, I mean, a local racer, in December, two weeks before Christmas, to come out and race, uh, that's a scary proposition to me. You know, uh, they've raced all year long. Uh, there's some, there's some. You can uh, be assured there's going to be some family pressure. Man, you've raced all year. Yeah. Okay. Well, why do you got to race at Christmas time? Uncle Joe's in town. What are you Bro. doing? Yeah. Bro. Oh yeah. Got to buy a Christmas too. Not to mention, that's right. Not to mention, you're going to be buying Christmas presents and decorating the house. Tough deal. I, you know, I would only be assuming. However, I wish them great success. Oh, of course, and yeah. me too. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, it's all just speculation, but I, I think they're really planning and de- just really relying on the people that are in town for PRI to come to this race. Right. These are the people that pack Speed World on that Friday night. This is These are the people that get bussed in every yeah, Friday night. So, you know, maybe maybe we've got some buses uh, scheduled. So. Well, hey, look, we've been doing a lot of... Uh, you know, just just idle chit chat here, babbling. but, but we, yeah, babbling. We got a heck of a bus driver on the line right, right now. now you know, this guy, can, <laughs> this guy, if if it's got wheels, he can drive it. Well, welcome to the program, the 43rd annual 
Governor's Cup champion, Wayne Anderson. Hey, guys. How are you doing? And I, I should say the 43rd uh, Governor's Cup champion. And if I'm not mistaken, Wayne, it's three-time Governor's Cup champion. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Three times. Been very, very fortunate to win it three times. And uh, a lot of good names have won it. So I'm uh, real pleased to have my name on that trophy again. Well, congratulations to uh, to you from us, and uh, and we really appreciate you joining us. I know you've had other opportunities, and, and hopefully you'll get to do them too. But uh, th- we, we were kind of sitting around here just talking out loud and th- thinking out loud about some questions to ask you. And one of them uh, was, uh, you know, we know that the purse here at uh, New Smyrna was $5,000 to win. And we know the purse up there at South Georgia Motorsports Park, I believe, was $10,000 to win. Why did you make the decision to race here? Well, actually, I, I had plans to go to both. I was up at South Georgia Friday morning and uh, blew the motor in the car. I was going to run up there in the first practice. So I drove back, uh, which my rig was already at New Smyrna. I drove back there and, uh, and just focused on New Smyrna. And they had, uh, R.J. Scott had called and invited me back up and said that there was room for me up there if I wanted to come back after the race at New Smyrna. But all my guys were a little tired, a little burnt out, and it just didn't seemed like it went my way up there, and I felt like giving them guys two days of testing up there before the race, I just didn't feel like I would uh, have a, I don't want to say a fair shot, but I just felt like I'd have, I'd have been giving up a lot to go back up there. And what are the other questions? Joe, you had a question about yeah, the difference in the car. Absolutely. Wayne, first of all, welcome to Trackside tonight. Always a pleasure to have you. Nonetheless, uh, what are the big differences here at what they were running, uh, what RJ was running up there in South Georgia versus you guys in the Sunbelt Series? What are the big differences of these race cars? There's no difference. The really? The same and everything. The only problem I had was I had the Florida spec motor in one of my cars down here, and they really they they have it in their rules where you can run the Florida spec motor, but they kind of they, they really don't know what it is. They feel like it's a little better than the spec motors that they allow in their Tour Series, so they. They kind of frown on it a little bit and don't really give it. They have it up as a weight penalty and uh, a chip and everything. Yeah. And they just it's um, kind of up in the air right now with the Florida Spec Motor uh, being able to run the CRA series. Gotcha. And that's a, another big issue right there is this Spec Motor. How much of the fact that the Florida Spec Motor has gained momentum? How much of the fact with that do you think was that the demise of the Sun Belt series or or, or not, Wayne? Absolutely not. I mean, believe me, I was one of the biggest protesters against the spec motor. Yep. I was not. Let me let me clarify it. I was not against the spec motor program. I was just against. I felt like it had. They had made it too good. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. I'm all for a, a seventeen thousand dollar engine when we've been paying thirty and thirty five thousand for motors. So I'm all for that. I just felt like they had gave it a little bit too much of an advantage. They gave it a weight break and it had aluminum heads versus steel heads. I felt like I had probably a hundred thousand dollars worth of motors sitting on the floor that it obsoleted. Yeah, I got you. That's why. That's why I was against it. And finally, I looked at it, and, and three quarters of the field were on them. And I looked at it as, hey, either you know, quit complaining, get on board, or go do something else. So that's it. I, I went and got the spec motor out of the '92 car, and I've won the last six out of seven races. So uh, wow. You know, how can I? How can I complain either way? Yeah, you got to be an advocate at this point, my man. <laughs> but, I, but as far as it being the demise of the Sunbelt Series, absolutely not. Gotcha. It's just uh, the economy stuff right now, and the Sunbelt Series used to skip around a lot. Then it just it kind of locked itself into Orlando, New Smyrna, and occasionally at uh, Columbia. And really, there was only four guys that chased that thing all year. So did they really have a touring series? Yes and no. You know, nobody really followed it. And so, you know, as far as the promoter side, yeah, they might have had some, some doings with the demise of it, but also the racers had some something to do with it, too, by yeah. not supporting it is, is why it's in the demise. So it, it, it's a, you know, there's both parties are to blame. Well, Wayne, you know, talking about that, now I've heard, and, you know, at this point nobody's made any official announcements about what, what next year is going to look like, but... You know, I've I've heard that the focus, um, at least from the Hart family, is going to be, you know, more about their core product, which is the weekly racing program. But that's not to say, and I, and I think that some people are misinterpreting this. That's not to say that there won't be some big races, but they're going to be big races at their own individual racetracks. Um, you know, I, I know for a fact that the the Triple Crown 
is is going to be run, and it's going to be run at uh, at New Smyrna Speedway. Uh, you know, they're not certainly trying to uh, to run off the, the the super late models or anything like that, but I think they're kind of trying to take more control uh, and and use those premier cars as a part of their of their program. Although I don't expect them to see super late models every week. That that's not that's not what I'm talking about either. But there'll be the special races and and, and probably. One to two of those a month. That's what I understand. Just not well, I, under the direction of some other, you know, group. Well, I, I agree with you. And 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 Randy, I don't know if you can remember this, but I can remember in the late '80s, early '90s, it was either once a month. Mm. I think uh, there was a Friday night show and a Saturday night show. Friday night Orlando, Saturday night New Smyrna used to run hundred lappers. Yep. Where did where did they go? Yep. I wish they were back. You know. I understand these tracks can't afford a touring series to come in. They can't afford to pay what they pay uh, to, to get them in there. I feel like they could do their own thing and get just about as many cars, and I don't blame them. Uh, I understand that, like, Citrus is trying to do something. Uh, Auburndale is trying to do something. They're all trying to alternate weeks. I just hope these promoters can get together and not race at the same time and try to hurt each other. I hope that they can, as for me as a late mile racer, I hope the new Smyrna don't go back to running late miles weekly. Because who can? Let me let me tell you something, Randy. By the time I leave my race shop and I go over there and try to race against David Rogers or somebody else, Tim Russell, I'm going to put four tires on, whether it's 25 <laughs> laps or 125 laps. Yeah. So now I'm going over there to race for $700 or $750 and spend more than I could possibly make if I won. Right. So they ain't going to see me at a at a at a 25 lap or a 30 lap or over there. Now if they have something once a month, I'll be there and support them. I don't mean to be negative by it, but I got to look at it as a, as a business. And a business move to go to New Smyrna Speedway for a 30 lapper is not a smart business move. And Wayne, you know that's not that uncommon today. I mean, I, I compare that to a lot of guys racing uh, throughout the country. You know, in a dirt late model. You know, you look at the Scott Bloomquist, you look at the uh, you know the Jimmy Owens. These guys are doing the same thing you are. So, I mean, you're right. I mean, this is your profession, and from a business standpoint, that's how you got to look at it. So it's not that uncommon. And I think they're listening to, to you to guys like you, Wayne. I I, think I, I, I hope that they are. I've I've put 20 years of racing in 22 years. Yep. I'm not stupid. I ain't successful by by being dumb. Right. And I just feel like that you know don't don't burn the late models in the ground. I don't want to see them go away by any means, but I want to help the promoter as much as I can. But I feel like that they got it's got to, it's got to work hand in hand. You're right. I can't expect a, a, a Robert Hart to own New Smyrna Speedway to pay a three thousand to win 125 lapper with 12 cars. I don't expect that. That's not right. fair to him. And it's really a really a reflect on the racer by not supporting that. Yep. I can't tell you how many races I've been to that pay 10000 to win, 15000 to win, 20000 to win, 7500 and get less cars than they get for a damn 3000 to win. Yeah, and that's strange because you got to think and, that those guys don't feel they have a shot, Wayne. So, I mean, that's got to be what it is. Otherwise, the, the place should be packed. Right, and you're exactly right. So, so at the same point that we can get on the promoter and say, well, they're just not promoting. Well, guess what? Us as racers... We're not supporting them either, so we're just as much to blame as they are. That's How much? And I just, and I just hope that you know between uh, Citrus, Auburndale, uh, Punta Gorda, uh, Lake City, Orlando, New Smyrna, I hope that we can all get together and somehow they race once a month, have a good show where nobody's on top of nobody. I mean, uh, John Sapperton at Braden, he's went off on another. He, he's trying. He's he's been struggling down there, so he's. He's trying to think of anything he can come up with and throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. Yeah, he is. He just changed his rules, and I, I, I'm not in agreement with it. He, he's where the first top five cars get a certain amount of money, the next five cars get a certain amount of money, yeah. and then from then on, get to, you know, and the, the shame of that is, is what incentive is there to win? Exactly. You know, if I'm going to run fifth and make the same money that the guy's going to win is going to make, why in the hell am I going to try to tear my yeah. fenders off to win the race? Why you got to put tires so, on it for no so, so, you know, I mean, that's – I don't know, and I'm probably speaking out of turn here, but he sent me a letter stating that they're going to run a 50-lapper paying – the first five cars are going to pay 600 each. 5th uh, through 10th is going to pay 500, and 10th through 20th is going to pay 400. Good Lord, I can't. Man. I can't leave my house for that. I can't uh, do that. Was you know what it sounds to me like? Concept. That sounds like the new economic policy yeah. of the United States. No <laughs> the yeah, new, new plan. And, and, and believe me, <laughs> I've had my differences with that guy, but he's trying. Yeah. I understand he's trying. But that ain't, I don't think that's going to fix anything. No. Yeah, I rock but, racing uh, in Florida. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just I, I just talked on the, on the on the other radio show 
and they kind of were asking me about rules. I'm going to tell you three things. I'm going to just say three things here that I think that needs to happen in late model and super late model racing. Number one, all these tracks around the state need to be on the same tire. McCrary here, Goodyear there, Hoosier there. I understand from a promoter's side what they have to do, but on a racer's side, you've got to have six sets of wheels to have a set of practice tires and race tires at these different tracks. See, that should be a a core fundamental right there. I don't know why they can't be in agreement with all that. And and number two, the spec motor. Yes, I'm for the spec motor, but there's no reason why a damn steelhead motor has to weigh 50 pounds more (laughs) with a steelhead engine and the spec motor make more power and and get aluminum heads and get a 50-pound weight break. I think that's ridiculous. I think all the weights need to be the same. And the third thing is they got these uh, tour bodies, which which basically we don't have no tour. So to have an ABC body on these race cars, that blue referee that we go through, if yeah. your overhang, your roof height, your spoiler height, and your tread width is right, by golly, let them race. Bring these things that have been sitting on jack stands in the shop for the last two years. Bring them back out here and let's race. Dust them off. Indeed. I think that that one, Wayne, from what I understand, they're going to relax that issue a little bit. and I, So I think that one's going to come to come to pass pretty quick. Did she, did she know something, Randy? When they first come out with that body, I was all for it. Let's all let's all get everybody on the same page. Yep. You know what? And, and and God knows I love Five Star and they've been awful good to me and ARP also. But these bodies, what they with the cost of them bodies to get all the bells and whistles is almost three thousand dollars. Yep. How can how can the <laughs> average working man do that? I disagree with it. I think yeah. it needs to be whatever Lightning Light used to sell bodies. I don't know. There used to be all kinds of people selling selling different bodies and making aluminum fenders. I like to get back to that. Yeah. What's, uh, what's next on your agenda? Snowball Derby. Snowball Derby. I'm going to Sunday for that, and um, and I come back and I run the last race at Punta Gorda, December 15th, and then I'm done for the year. And I'm looking forward next year to getting back in my dirt car a little bit. Yeah, that was my question, man. I'm a little disappointed, Wayne. I know we're, <laughs> what you got the decisions you got to make. You're bringing up the young man, but good lord, I mean, you need to get this thing back out on the racetrack. I, I absolutely do, and I love doing it. But I got you know. That is a hobby and a fun thing for me. That's not how I make my living. If I had to make my living on that, by golly, I'd be being <laughs> weenies, I can tell you that. Salvation Army. <laughs> so that's exactly. But you are going to race the dirt snowball? I, I love doing it. It's just that me trying to do that one week and race the asphalt car next week is crazy. I think I need to take about a month or six weeks and just do it straight for, for a month and stay on top of it. It's real hard to do it yeah. one week here, one week there. But while I got you, while I got you all on the radio here, I want to uh, – Congratulations. I heard Shane Williams won the point there, I think, Ocala. Yeah, man. He did. Uh, let me tell you what. Congratulations to him. You know, he's a, he's a real tough racer. I ran a little bit with him, and uh, he does a, does a fantastic job. Shane's had a good year. He had a good start of the year, but it kind of fell off at the end. But, yeah, to hang on, he got in a bad wreck there Saturday night and tore a few cars up. But I think he ended up winning the points by one over Sean Smith. And a pretty good pretty good deal this year for Ocala Speedway. Had a, had a good year, and uh, look forward to seeing you back on the dirt, that's for sure. Yep. Hey, guys, man, I, I just uh, I really appreciate you all giving me the time. There's That Governor's Cup has been a big thing since I was a little kid. And, you know, believe it or not, the Marion Edwards last week, right. yeah. that, meant, that race meant as much to me as winning the Governor's yeah, Cup. Man. Believe me, I grew up in Hialeah, and that was a big thing. I've seen Bob Seneca, Ed Howe, uh, Dick Trickle, all them guys, Tom Refner, come down to Hialeah Speedway and try to win that Marion Edwards when it used to be 200 laps. Yeah. It's a shame it fell back to 75, but at least, at least it's, it's it my head been may have been gone, but it's not forgotten. And we brought it back, and I hope we can do something with it. But that race meant as much to me last week as winning the governor's cup. Hey Wayne, I did just as a you know I observed the race and watched you, and uh, I think I wrote down in the notes that I took. Uh, I think you took over the lead uh, around lap uh, 45 or 46, and then and then all but for having to pit, uh, never relinquished the lead. And um, uh, from what I could tell, uh, you know, as a, as a, I guess I'll give myself a little little uh, latitude here and call myself a racer. It, it, <laughs> a it, it, yeah, well, I was a writer that night, You're but uh, it just looked like a Wayne Anderson clinic out there to me. I mean, I, I know you were kind in in the in the uh, Victory Lane interview about Tim Russell, and he's t- you know I'm not taking anything away from Tim Russell. He's a good racer. He's a tough racer. But it, it looked to me like you had him right where you wanted him and, and had him burning it up and use, using up his race car, and you were just cruising. Well, I tell you, I, I really did have a good race car. It had <laughs> I love it. But, you know, I was real concerned about I know uh, the Colangelo uh, boy and Tim both were running for a championship. So when I was working on Timmy for the lead, 
I was trying to be careful. I didn't, I, I didn't want to knock him out or get in any bio for him for the point. So I was trying to be careful there. At the same time, I didn't, when I was behind him, it was just kind of messing, messing my rhythm up. I couldn't really run where I felt like I needed to run. So I finally, finally got by him and was able to run my line and, and be able to, to, to get away from him a little bit. But, uh, you know, the whole thing is, is you can't, you can't knock Tim Russell. He's been running hard. By golly, I think they tested at New Smyrna. I'm here and they're there almost every single week. So, you know, luckily for me, you know, my 20 years of experience pays off for me where I ain't got to do a whole lot of testing. But, but, uh, I think between him and Colangelo, they, they, they raced hard and, and, and Timmy, he hasn't raced a whole lot. I think, I mean, I, I say a whole lot. I think he's raced maybe four or five years, three, four years. Yeah. And I think this is Colangelo's first or second year. So you got to take, you got to, you got to sit here and say that, you know, Jeremy Colangelo to almost win the points championship in his first year. My hat's off to him. Them guys worked hard. They did their job. But He's so a good did, kid. So did Tim Russell. They, 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 both of them are not short on money. There ain't no money issue with either team. But I think that they, um, I think they did, they did a good job. And I hate to see Colangelo lose it the last night. I think he, he lost it by less than ten points. But, but, uh, but all in all, they're they're two young talents that are coming. They're coming up in in the ranks. Hopefully, if everything goes well, maybe they'll go further. But, but uh, you know, it's just um, it's just the times are changing. You know, time, things are changing. Times changing, and these younger kids. And you know, my son's 14, and he I let him go out Friday night and warm my car. If I'm gonna run him a lot next year, he's been running a little bit down at Punta Gorda and Braden and a few areas. You know, I let him go out with my car, uh, the car, the white car that I've won with right. before, and he went almost as fast as I did it. So I was real proud of him and. Uh, I think you'll see him do a lot more racing next year. I just got to be with the economy the way it is. I got to be real careful. I can't. I don't have no no help with it, with him as far as sponsorship. So we do it out of pocket, and we just got to be real careful. But I'm trying to bring him along the right way, not too fast, not not too slow. And you know, I, I made this comment. I'll, 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 I'll repeat it. You know, I was I was standing up on the hill Friday night and had open practice. I'm looking at my son out there. He's out there running around. And next thing you know, I see David Rogers out there running around. I looked at you know, I thought. Now I've had my differences with David Rogers. There's, there's no doubt about that. That's, that's very publicly known. Yeah. But when I was looking at that, I thought, you know, David Rogers is out there with the third generation of Anderson. Here he had his battles in the '70s and '80s with my dad. He had his battles in the '90s up to now with me. And now he's turning around. He's still out there racing. Here's the third generation of Anderson. So you know, he can't I even win, said bud. something to him when we were standing there with driver introduction. Uh, I don't mean to. I'm not trying to knock him that he's old or anything. Right, right, right. Nothing whatsoever. But, but. You know, to sit there and really be around for three generations, just like, you know, uh, he raced with David, now he's racing with Timmy Russell. So, you know, (laughs) that's being around New Smyrna for a long time to turn around and see three generations. He is the elder statesman of that racetrack, there's no doubt. Well, again, I want to congratulate you. I I watched, uh, I really enjoy watching you. I mean, and I I try to learn, and I guess one of the questions I'd ask, and probably you won't answer it here, but, uh, well, I'll put it this way. Have you had any trouble adjusting to the who, who's your tires and getting your car to turn? Um, no, absolutely, absolutely not. Okay, well, and that's good. Then I need to talk to you off the off the air because <laughs> I can't get yeah. mine to turn. Okay, it's not the tires. But, yeah, but you know something though, it, that's back there again. That's twenty years of experience. I've been to all these race tracks, Randy. You know all the tracks I've been to around right. this country and ran two hundred lappers, three hundred lappers, four hundred lappers, even a five hundred lapper I've ran. That's what all comes into play when we change these tires around. Yeah, and that—that's the difference. And 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 you know what? Money is not going to fix that. Money's not going to change that. Only time. And and like I say, you look at Tim Russell and Colangelo, and you can't buy time. I don't give yeah. a rat's butt how much money you got. You can't buy that knowledge. It only comes experience. with time. And you know, I felt like it took me ten years to know what I was doing. And my dad said, you know, it took me 20. So I cut his time in half. I cut my time in half. So I'm hoping I can cut my son's time in half, you know. And that's just how it is. But, but, but knowing what the car's doing, knowing what to come in and change when it's doing something, that's where I feel like I'm very superior to, to my competition out there. And I'm not afraid to say that. You know, I can come in and change something nine times out of ten. My car's going to go faster when I go back out. Wow. And it's just because I've put so much time in. Ben ran so many laps and so many different tires, different types of tires, different compounds. And I'll tell you what's really helped me this year, and you're going to laugh at me, but it really helped me to do a little bit of dirt racing. It really gave me, it changed the way I look at my racing and the feel for the car. And that dirt has helped me. Well, I know I'm just a rookie on it, and I probably look like a fool. 
But it has helped my asshole. I'm sure it has. You don't look like a fool. You're Wayne Anderson, man. Right. Yeah, Wayne right. Anderson, three-time Governor's Cup, Governor's Cup champion. Well, hey, Wayne, we, we thank you for joining us and uh, wish you all the luck up at the Snowball Derby. Hope it all goes well hey, for you. Hey, thanks a lot. And, guys, thank you for having me. It's I'll see you up for, there, man, yeah. in a couple weeks. Wayne, get some dirt on your dog, man. All right, buddy. Thanks all right, a lot. we'll see. Yeah, Bye-bye. You know, I, the other thing I, I didn't comment uh, to Wayne about, but uh, he got out of the he got out of the car uh, after the after the race. Now, keep in mind, they just ran 200 laps. And a lot of it was green. It was, this was not a crash fest by any means, and they had to work their way through lap traffic. And uh, uh, it was it was a fr- from a a show. It was a pretty good show, other than the fact that Wayne. I don't. Once he got the lead, the lead was never in question, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and he was very. Uh, it was interesting his comment about being aware of the Tim Russell and Jeremy Colangelo yeah. uh, points battle. Because I watched him uh, attempt to get around. T- Timmy beat him going in the first turn. Uh, Wayne sat on the pole. Russell was on the outside, and he just Russell just beat him uh, going into the first turn and, and led lap one, led all the way through lap 45. Um, but when, as as Wayne was attempting to pass him earlier, and he did attempt to pass him, you know, from about the fourth lap on, he really was very cautious. It wasn't the uh, I'm gonna go in there and get around him. This is where I'm gonna get around him right now. And you know, he 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 was very uh, technical. Technical about it. He was he was very seemingly as as he reports was aware of what was going on. You know, in terms of the bigger picture for those two guys. And I think it was it was very respectful. But one of the things I noticed about him when he got out of the race car after winning the race, it was just, it was like he was just before he got in the car. Really, absolutely. He wasn't tired. He wasn't worn out. He wasn't out of breath. It just kind of looked like it was just a day at the office. And uh, that's a combination of what he said. That was 20 years, a, a very, very good handling race car, uh, and, and it made it it really made it much easier. I don't think Tim Russell's car was as good as Wayne Anderson's. Uh, and he, but to Tim to Tim Russell's credit. He absolutely drove the wheels off trying to win that race. I mean, there was no I, – I recognize that he knew probably that he was in a points deal too, but he he wasn't points racing. Russell was trying to win that race yeah. and really gave it his all. And, and uh, uh, I don't know. I, I watched him drive the car into the corner for the last probably 40 laps, and he was driving it two, two-and-a-half car lengths deeper than Wayne Anderson. A lot Every of people three. said he was oh. way overdriving that race. Well, I mean, he, I think he was doing that because he really didn't have any other choice. He had to do that. I it? mean, that was he, – Tim Russell's a good race car driver, and he was driving the driving the race and the race car that he had. Yeah. And, and he, you know, he wasn't going to – he couldn't beat him getting up off the corner. There was no chance. The only chance he had was to try to get a, get him alongside of him and and hope to to get Wayne a little bit rattled or a little bit loose or get on the outside of him and hope to get the lead and try to protect it. So he could draw up on him once in a while. He got up close to him, but I think I'll go back to my earlier statement. It was a Wayne Anderson clinic. I think he got as close to him as he was being permitted to get. <laughs> yeah, to. right. That's the way I see it. I hear you. So anyway. Um, it was a uh, it was a really really good event. Uh, I one of the things uh, that I would tell you that you talk about attendance and we've talked about this before. Very well attended. I I would guess estimate the crowd. Pits, fronts, grandstands, and all. Um, Fifty thousand. Well, probably not that high. Uh, probably five thousand. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd say in that range. I think the place was close to capacity. Yeah, and uh, uh, it was well done. The Governor's Cup. The autograph session was scheduled before the race. All the qualifying was done. All the pre-race ceremonies, you know, it got started about on time. The Southern Sportsman Affair got done early. Yeah, the, the Southern Sportsman event. Yeah, I was going to ask you about yeah, that. Let's uh, talk about them support divisions a little yeah, bit. Well, well, there was only one other support division, thank goodness. Okay. But uh, well, let's let's do this. Let's let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and talk some more about it. And again, we'll remind everybody: two three nine zero zero three three eight hundred nine two seven zero zero three three. Star 1150 on your AT&T wireless cell phone. We'll be back in a few minutes. Justin Drawney will be coming back. Employers of Volusia and Flagler counties, are you looking to hire qualified applicants? 
Register for the multi-chamber job fair. Eight area chambers of commerce have joined together with your local workforce board to coordinate a job fair to assist businesses and job seekers located in Volusia and Flagler counties. The event will take place January 21st at the Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University ICI Center in Daytona Beach with over 400 job seekers expected. This is your opportunity to reach a large number of job applicants quickly and affordably. Don't miss your chance to participate in this multi-chamber event hosted by the Volusia County Chambers of Commerce, the Flagler County Chamber of Commerce, and the Center for Business Excellence. Find the job seekers you've been looking for. Hurry to reserve your booth for the job fair today by contacting your local Chamber of Commerce. Special discounts apply for Chamber members. Non-member businesses may also participate. Call 386-323-7079 or your local Chamber for more info. Actually, Appliance and TV declares a no-profit holiday. All in-stock items will be sold at no profit or less. Many closeout items will be below cost and will be sold regardless of cost or loss. Get no-profit pricing on all Mitsubishi high-definition TVs and home theater products and receive up to $600 in free gas. And if you qualify, receive no interest financing for 36 months. That's right. Buy a qualifying Mitsubishi high-definition TV featuring ultra-thin design and six-color processor and get up to $600 free gas and three years to pay with no money down and no interest if paid in full within three years. See store for details. Wow, no profit pricing, free gas, and 36 months, no interest financing. Sale ends November 30th. Get no profit pricing at Ashley Appliance and TV. Highway 1792 south of Orange City and 175 south Nova Road in Ormond Beach. Remember, Ashley loves you. Yeah, we do. The 4th Annual Metro PCS Hot Rods on Main Street Car Show is set for Saturday, November 29th from 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. with over $5,000 in cash and prizes in nine categories. The show offers the largest nighttime purse of Turkey Rod Weekend and is limited to the first 300 vehicles. Categories include Most Chrome, Best Interior, Best of Decade, and Overall Best in Show. Main Street will be closed to traffic for this annual car show and will include live bands, displays, and food vendors. The car show has no prior registration and no trailer vehicles allowed. And show cars should arrive between 5.30 and 6.30 on Main Street from A1A Atlantic Avenue. All winners will be displayed together at the post-show party at Pub 44 on Main Street with drink and food specials and DJ JJ starting at 10 p.m. The 4th Annual Metro PCS Hot Rods on Main Street Car Show is also sponsored by Geico, Ageless Spa, Main Street Merchants, Black Pro Events Group, and the City of Daytona Beach. For more information, please call 386-255-9300. Call Trackside tonight at 239-0033, star 1150, or toll free at 1-800-927-0033. And now back to Trackside tonight with Randy, Joe, and Billy. Welcome back to Trackside tonight. I'm Randy Dye. I'm Joe Dirt. I'm Billy the Kid. And we have uh, a gentleman who has been uh, waiting patiently, easy for me to say, on the line, uh, the winner of the... uh, the two, what they call the Summer Slam or the Fall Slam, Southern, Slam. Southern Slam in uh, at uh, South Georgia Motorsports Park. Justin Drowdy, welcome and congratulations. Hey, well, Justin, uh, on tonight. Appreciate hey, it. Hey, it's our pleasure, man. Well, Justin, the big question down here in Florida is you had a choice, and obviously the 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 payday, you obviously made the right decision, but had to be kind of I don't know difficult to kind of weigh this out and miss the 43rd Governor's Cup, decide to go up there and race with RJ. Take us through that. Yeah, um, it's uh, definitely a payday, you know, and uh, just the uh, quality of cars through the field, you know. Um, there's probably 15 cars that have a chance to win, and you finish in the top five there, it's, and you've done something in the Governor's Cup there, you know. Um, there's really good drivers there also, Wayne Anderson and David Rogers and uh, Timmy Russell, you know. But uh, just keep through the field, there was just a lot more competition there, and we've been trying to hit those races to improve our um, racing um, team. Uh, that was the main main reason we go in there just to try to improve and try to race against some people from out of state and uh, see where we stand up against everybody. Well, that's a pretty big hit to win over there yesterday at South Georgia Motorsports Park, but to uh, outrun last year's Snowball Derby winner uh, Augie Grill, we've ran second to you. You got to be excited about that as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, there's some guys, Augie Grill and uh, Kyle Bush, a development driver, I think ran fourth, and uh, Ben Rowe from Maine. Um, all those guys there, you know, they do it for a living. So it's kind of a pretty good feather in our hat there, you know. Um, I think second, third, fourth, and fifth 
we're all drivers that either work on race cars for a living or drive for a living. And, uh, oh, yeah, man, that's Scott Hanson, everybody up there. Yes, I do the I do it on the for a hobby on the weekends, you know, and it's kind of a big deal for us there. The team's been <laughs> been about two years since we won a big race, so it's a big deal for us. Well, I know yesterday was real big for you to pick up the big the win up there for that was the first time for that deal and. Uh, but I know when I was talking to you this afternoon, you are in Pensacola right now getting ready for the Snowball Derby. And you're going yeah. to be practicing it tomorrow. And, uh, you know, what would it be like to – tell me what it would be like to knock down both of these and be done for the month. <laughs> Probably retire. <laughs> Go out on top. But uh, that would be a big deal. Actually, I just got into town just now. Just walking through the airport now. So uh, supposed to test all day tomorrow. Hopefully it don't rain. Rain on got here just now. So uh, – that would be a big deal. We struggled there this year. Actually, we raced three races here this year. We struggled a little bit. Uh, last year we were pretty good here, but right. struggled a little bit this year. This but uh, hopefully tomorrow we can get some kinks worked out and we're trying some new stuff and hopefully take the same package we had at South Georgia over there and be real competitive. Are you the only one testing tomorrow or is somebody else there with you? Uh, there's six other cars, that, but I don't know who all is with us. So. Right. Um, there's seven cars a day that are there all the way till the derby time. Right. Oh, okay. Right. We just talked to Wayne Anderson, who won the Governor's Cup on Saturday, and I guess he said he's going to head out uh, Monday and head that way. But, you know, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, a lot of people from down here that don't go to the Snowball Derby, that it is huge. I mean, it's, this will be my third year in a row that I've went, and, I mean, I won't miss another one. You know, the Snowball Derby is, is something that, you know, you hear people talk about it years and years in. And to, to go to one and to experience, it's nothing else like it. You know, we were talking about the difference in tires at different racetracks, and, you know, talk about that a little bit with Pensacola. Pensacola eats up the tires, and they've always said if they repave it, they won't be able to stay on it. They have to put the wings on them. So talk about that some. Yeah, the, um, the tires is a huge deal, as everybody knows. Um, you know, they're, they're only good for two laps. and go out hard as you can, can go for two laps for qualifying, you know, so you let it all hang out for qualifying. But during the race, I like it. That track probably the best of any track we go to just because it's more of a driver track. If you can drive there, you can pretty much drive anywhere, you know. So I think once you get in the race, Everybody's on. It's all just driver. Then you know, yeah, you gotta have a good car, but at the same time, who can take care of their tires the best throughout the race there and have the best tire strategy for the race? Um, is a huge deal. I mean, the tires are gone in two laps, so it's either um, going down a lap is not not big of a deal early on. Uh, as long as you can be within a lap, uh, lap down, two laps down. I mean, as I've seen before, there's cars that come from two laps down and win the race there. So just trying to keep your tire uh, tire management program going for the whole race. What does the Snowball Derby pay to win? Uh, 20000 20000 300 laps, right? Yep, 300 laps. What kind of tires did you run on in in, in Georgia this past weekend? All right. Uh, F70 number uh, um, that we ran on. Um, I'm not sure. They're, they're a huge tire, but uh, it's called uh, F70 and F45s. I think the 45 uh, is what they've gone to. Uh, I think they allow them to run that down here now. There was a, That's right. Yeah, they they've changed the compound because they were burning up the the uh, the right side tires. If I'm if I remember correctly. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. Okay. And it was a, so obviously no. Well, if you won, you didn't have you didn't have many problems. You'd have to overcome too much. Just uh, actually yeah. spun out 20 laps into the race. <laughs> wow. <laughs> trying to pass the guy for third, and I uh, spun out. I uh, was trying to pass Shane C for third, and uh, spun myself out. I got actually instead of hitting him, I kind of locked the brakes up and spun myself out there. So. Flat spot on our left side tire, so about right there in lap 20, I took my left side tire. You can only take two tires to stop. And then um, we had a little bit of an issue with the toe when I, like I said there, I don't know if something happened during when we spun out or whatever, but we ended up coming back in and taking our right side tires 80 laps into the race. So we went the last 170 laps on the same set of tires. Wow. And so it was kind of a little bit nerve wracking. Everybody else had fresher tires enough there, you know, to try to hold them off. I knew if we could. Just get about 20 laps and hold them off, you know, we'd kind of be at equal ground, even though they had fresher tires. But after about 20 laps, the kind of tires kind of equal off there. So it's a big deal. We went 170 laps on the same set of tires. So I guess deal. so. So, Justin, you had to cut through some clutter then and come from the back then. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. We went straight to the – we were dead last on the restart, about lap 25, I believe it was, around there. So, yeah. so we had to come through there, a lot of pit strategy also, you know. I mean, track yeah, position no was a huge deal there too. Quite, quite an accomplishment. Justin, uh, we talked to Wayne Anderson, of course, the Sunbelt Super Series, not official, but it looks like it is indeed done for now. You uh, have committed yourself to several of those races. Uh, Randy and I have seen you most recently at Lakeland doing some TV deals over there with the uh, Triple Crown. But uh, 
it, what do you think about that, man? I mean, I know you've kind of picked and chose some of your races just like you did this weekend, but uh, Sunbelt being gone, is that going to affect your, your, your operation and, and kind of make you guys back up and regroup a little bit? Yeah, you know, um, it's, it's a shame, you know, um, having to travel further now to, to get some bigger races there, you know. Um, uh, it's just kind of puts a damper on everybody, you know. We don't all like to travel that far there, but we went to – We've had to travel out of town there this past year for some, try to hit some bigger races that pay a little bit more money, you know, and now with it being shut down, I mean, usually that kind of filled in like a loose area or some dead dates that we had there, you know, we'd get four or five summit races a year and now either we don't race those four or five dates a year or we have to travel further. So, you know, it's definitely a cost impact for us, you know. I'd, uh, I'd say, uh, uh, just as a, I don't have all the details, but let's just put it this way. Stay tuned. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I don't think you would. You want to. You want to completely write off the the big races. Although it may not be called the Sun Belt Touring right. Series right, right, or anything, right, right, right. but I, I would would definitely stay tuned. Uh, right, I, I think good. there'll be some things there for you to to, to uh, compete in. So, All right, sounds good. After uh, the Snowball uh, Derby, what's in store for you? What's that? After the Snowball Derby, what's in store for you? Done for the year? Uh, yeah, we'll be done for the year. Um, we're gonna do that uh, South Georgia. They uh, have that. Uh, race there at the beginning of the in January, the end of January there, the South Georgia Motorsports Park. So hopefully we can go back there and get another victory. And then we're going to uh, run a few races at Speed Weeks, but not the whole time. We're, uh, we're going to get ready for that Rattler race that they have in March there. They're um, talking that thing up pretty big. Supposedly going to be 20000 to win that, that race also if they get 50 cars or more. So that would be That's in Alabama, race. isn't it? Yes, it's at Op. Yep. South, South Alabama. Alabama yep, yep. How about the yeah. red eye at New Smyrna? Are you gonna get gonna come back for that or no? Uh, probably not. We're trying to get on. Whoop! We lost him. What happened there? Well, uh, hopefully uh, Justin may call us back, but uh, sound like we just uh, his cell phone might have gone. Yeah, he's walking through the airport, so there ain't no telling. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I was told yesterday by a spectator that was at the racetrack, and he's also a race car driver. That was probably the best late model race he'd ever seen. Justin Drawdy drive. He didn't tell me that uh, that Justin had uh, spun out and had to go to the back, but I guess if he went to the back and drove back to the field yeah. to, with the class of cars that was there, I mean, let's face it, you outrun Augie Grill. Dude, I've always been impressed watching Justin. Justin you know, you know what, I've, what I've, I really have what always I been always impressed. Noticed about Justin was that Justin could always be be really really fast yes. for a few laps, but then he had trouble with the patience part of the deal and 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 being. The, the noticing the difference between being fast for five laps and being around for a hundred and some laps, but he's, oh, you know, obviously he's getting it, and uh, and to run, the 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 real, uh, I guess, uh, proof in that is to be able to run 170 laps on a set of tires. On a set yeah. of tires yeah. tells you he's figured it out. Yeah, yeah. Right here. That'll make a driver out of you. Yeah, yeah, you can you run 170 laps on a set of tires. You have definitely figured out a couple things: how to manage the race car. <laughs> Uh, you know, manage the tires and uh, and how to manage the traffic because you aren't going to run 170 laps and be traffic free. And when you got somebody breathing down your neck like Augie Grill, uh, you know, and, and and have 170 laps on your tires, you have done something, buddy, to stay ahead of them. There's no doubt about that. You hate to see that the you know what we talked about at the beginning of the show. You hate to see that the that the they they intervene with each other, the Governor's Cup and this uh, Southern Slam 250, but. You know, you sit back and think. I mean, everybody's probably saying, "Why didn't he run it this weekend? Why didn't he run it on Thanksgiving weekend?" I think if he if he scheduled it the week before the snowball, I don't think he'd have got as many cars because guys going to no. people ain't going to take a chance and tear right. their stuff up. People, they know people don't understand that. They have to understand that you know racers have to work during the week too. So if you go to the summer slam and you tear your stuff up, you can't make the twenty thousand dollar race the next week. So maybe that, maybe that'll shed a little light on a few questions. Well, I just I think that you know ultimately. And uh, Wayne, if you take all the stuff we've talked about tonight, what we've said, what why Justin chose to do what Justin did, um, you know, it, ultimately it's not any one element. I mean, it's not just the track promoters, but it's also the racers. Yeah. You know, I, I guarantee you, if you'd have talked to to guys six months ago in June or or May or April, and then talked about the Sun Belt series, there wouldn't have been a one of them that would have said. They would be sorry to see it go. Right. Okay. Now that it's it's rumored to be going away, now there's this, gee whiz, we need to do something. Well, you know uh, the old saying. 
You never miss it till it's gone. Well, and that's true. Uh, you know, I think so, some of that's true. Start us a late But I do. Uh, hey, don't you know? Be careful. Uh, I think. I. Th- I think. Uh, that's just what you need, Billy. <laughs> go ahead, Rudy. Really. I got a lot going. We're, we're not. We're not. A little bit. Let's not get into the psychology. Oh, sorry, go. Go, go, go. Okay. I think. Uh, I think you'll see the big races at New Smyrna, Orlando, uh, Lake City. And I, and I believe you're going to see some cooperation among some promoters. And uh, hopefully, uh, while it may not be, quote, unquote, a touring series um, unto itself, if those individual racetracks have big races, well, who cares? And if there's a point that's right. established, what, what difference does it make what label is on it? You know, I don't, I don't think that's going to matter too much. I, I, I think what, what I, I hear, and this is just me putting pieces together of the puzzle, I hear you know, the Robert Hart just trying to reel back into the fundamental part of his business, and that is the weekly racing program. Get control of that. Get it strong again, and then see what happens. You know, and, and that's, that's generally the way I take that. I don't, I don't think it means the elimination of big, super late model not at all. special races. Not, not at all. That's not what that means. So, hey, we've got uh, about three and a half minutes here to go, and uh, we've got, I know you've got some stuff coming up out, out your way. We talked earlier about the... Yeah, December 11th, 12th, and 13th, it is the convention holiday classic, and uh, going to be the Top Gun Sprint cars on Saturday the 13th. You've got late models modified, all divisions. It's going to be a big one, running in conjunction with the PRI show uh, there in December, so we're looking forward to it. Uh, United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series uh, recognized their champion Saturday night at the Peabody in Orlando. Uh, of course, Johnny Collins being the 2008 champion. A uh, little controversy, though. I mean, we heard Wayne Anderson congratulate Shane Williams. What's going on with the Ocala points in the late models, Bill? I can't answer the question. I'll be honest, I had a couple calls about the points today, but I think there's just a little misconfusion that when you sign up at the gate, you get five extra points. and. One night, the guy that finished second missed, so he thinks he won by four when he actually lost by one. And I think that's what the difference is right there because he missed a week. So oh. We got Justin Drawdy back on the no, line. No, that's this Gene. Oh, she's going to call it two minutes still. Well, that's, that means it's going to be quick. Next that's minute. right. What's you up, had Gene? a good show. I enjoyed it very much tonight. Thank you, Gene. Really appreciate that. Yeah. Listen to all the other tracks that are around. When are you guys going to donate me a car so I can go to these tracks, you rat? <laughs> We've been saying we're going to come pick you up. We yeah, 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 yeah. Chris, uh, I'm going to marry hey. Josh. I'll be Bush tomorrow morning, too. Oh, Randy owns a dealership. I mean, he's got cars. Oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I looked at this ad tonight on the Dodge Ram. Certainly, right. I, I love pull out of my penny bank. I love watching his commercials. Now that i got a bright house, I can I can watch his commercials. <laughs> I love it. Joe, you need more to do. If you like I know, man. Like, Everybody be quiet. There's Randy. I yeah, rewind yeah, it with yeah, my DVR a couple right. times. I keep waiting for him to call and ask me to do a commercial for him. I know, man. Huh? <laughs> We're celebrities. Absolutely. Hey, Dirt World is on uh, Wednesday night. It's our Thanksgiving uh, edition. It's on at 730 on DirtWorldRacing.com. Hopefully you guys can be there. Uh, I will be very busy with pies on Wednesday. Right, we get girl. ten of them to make. How many? Ten. Ten pies. Nice. Ten pies. You need to make Two. us one. Yeah, certainly one of those is for trackside tonight. Yeah, we'll sure. drive over there and get it. Uh, if you guys are nice, I might. There you go. That would be wonderful. I like pumpkin chiffon pie. Oh, come on. Uh, so you don't pumpkin get that. we can do. You don't, don't, don't have to make that yourself. Hey, Gene, we are, we're down to a minute to go. <laughs> I know, so, honey. Uh, I wanted to say enjoy the show tonight. And forgot you. you. You've been on. Have happy Thanksgiving well. to have you, Have a great hey, Thursday. Same to you guys. Absolutely. We're and thankful we'll for you. We'll talk to you next Monday night then. All right, Gene. Okay, night, night. Go ahead, Joe. What's so so 11th, 12th, 13th? What? Yeah, man, it is the uh, Convention Holiday Classic at Volusia Speedway Park. We'll tell you more about it uh, next Monday, but uh, a great event. We're really looking forward to it. Three nights, and you can buy a three-day ticket package for only $30. Save you several uh, dollars there. Call the office at 386-985-4402. Billy, what about you? Going to the Snowball Derby, you're going to give going us Going to Georgia report. this weekend, going yeah. to Snowball Derby the following weekend, and got Volusia the week after that. Then get a break. Yeah, well, and it just barely. You it, you know, you say get a break. Until the end of like, January. Yeah, and then all of a sudden we're back at it again. Randy, do the Gators go all the way? Championship? I tell you, it's going to be awful tough to argue with Oklahoma. I mean, you're that was even, a phenomenal. You're thinking Alabama's going to be uh, no problem for Florida? Hey. That's the one has got Billy biting his finger now. It's going to be tough. We got You know what? I'm going to be able to avoid this because we're down to just like 10 seconds. 
15 seconds, whatever the Mark case Massey, may be. Mark Massey, thanks for coming to Volusia Saturday night. Had a great time yeah. with you, buddy. And everybody, we'll be giving you all results of everything going on in the racing world next Monday night on Trackside tonight. Joe, have a happy Thanksgiving. Likewise, I'm thankful to have you. Go uh, Gators! Beat like them Seminoles! Oh, boy. With that, good night.